Bokar Tov, yesterday we continued in Parashat Re'eh. We, we're still going to continue with Parashat Re'eh. The reasoning is as follows. Towards the end of Devarim, the Parashat would get very short. And we're going to have many weeks in which there are holidays and things like that. So we're going to have a lot of time to finish the book. I don't think we'll have any trouble. So I don't want to rush Parashat Re'eh, which is so jam-packed. Um, and since my schedule is a little bit harder to predict these days, we fell behind a little But Let's just keep going from Parashat Re'eh. We are in chapter 13, Pasuk 7, okay? The set of laws that we are studying now are laws that pertain to Jews influencing other Jews to do Abu Dazara. Right? We learned that whenever the Jewish people go into the land of Israel, they have to destroy all of the places of Abu Dazara, of the Goim. However, even once they do that, there is still the concern that once they're settling in the land, a Navi may come and act like he's a Navi, but he's really not a Navi, and for personal gain may introduce new types of worship into Israel. As we said yesterday, that person has to be killed. Now, it's not only a Navi who may do that. There are other times that this may happen. And we're going to discuss two more cases today of where Jewish people are convincing other Jewish people or Israelites are convincing other Israelites to do Abu Dazara. Okay? The first is in chapter 13, Pasuk 7. your brother, the son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or the wife, or your wife, or your friend, that is like you, they come to you in private and they say, let us go and serve other gods. Gods that you did not know and your fathers did not know. Meaning they try to introduce a new form of, of service of, to another god into Israel. From the gods of the nations that are around you, that are close to you, or that are far from you. Gods from the far reaches of the land. From one end of the earth to the other end, it doesn't matter where. It could be a god from Babylon, it could be a god from, from Europe, it could be a god from the Americas. Do not consent to him and do not listen to him. And do not have pity on him. And do not have mercy on him and do not cover for him. Rather, you shall kill him. Your hand should be first to kill him. And the rest of the people shall be after. What does that mean? The one who finds him is going to be the one. The one who is the witness towards the crime is tasked with to, to be the first one to do to mete out the punishment of killing, whatever type of killing they use. Yeah, this is for no. I think this is for most chayavimita. That the witness is the one who's obligated to do the to start the process of the Most killing. Most of the cases, the witness is the one, the one who has to start. Yeah, at the chat, yeah, but is it kind of telling us that that individual that confides to us, trying to convince us or persuade us that we're is that person kind of become high up to? No, no, the person who finds him, the person who hears him trying to convince. The person who is witness to the act of him trying to convince other people to do Abu Dazara. No, no, no. The witness is the one who has to, try, who has to kill him first. She came across this passage last week at the end of Masahat Kedushim by the 
final mishnayot of Yichud. This is one of the main pesukim that it uses to teach us the laws of Yichud. How? Or at least that Yichud with a close relative is permitted, like a sibling or a parent. It's the pesukim. One of the pesukim uses. Why? Because it says Ovincha, Ovitecha, Oeshet Chakecha at the beginning, or you're. I'm curious to see what. I didn't. I didn't like it myself, but that's, that's, what, that's the music it doesn't. It's not always so easy to understand the, the midrashim in the Gemara. Okay. You shall pelt him with stones, and he shall die. For he wished to cause you to stray from Hashem your God, who took you out of Egypt from the house of bondage. The whole Israel and all of Israel shall hear and they shall fear. And they shall no longer continue to do any more wickedness in your midst. So very fascinating idea. What are the key points of the text? Even if it's your son, your, son, your daughter, anyone, anyone, anybody who's even a close relative. And why is the text telling us that? To show how stringent it is. If it's said, if it's your friend, your your son, your daughter, it's okay. You leave him alive. Meaning what? So it's not that bad to do avodah So by by telling you that it's even your closest relative that Careful. you must you must put him to death, and you must be the one to do it. Meaning, this is something that you kill family for. You don't say that you should try to bring him back. To it doesn't say that. This is not talking about the passage line. What? It's not making reference to Pasuk Zion? Of course it is. It is. Pasuk Zion to Pasuk 12. To Pasuk Yudbeth. They're one, they're one Halakhically, it requires all of the, the same requirements of the typical um, witnesses, it, to, warning, to, witnesses warning, everything. Now, look at this. Jewish history does not record a single instance of punishment for religious seduction. Meaning we don't have any record of ever using this in Jewish history. But I'm going to read you something very interesting. The next topic, it's a very similar topic. It's the topic of the Ir Hanidachat. What's an Ir Hanidachat? It's a city that there were people like this from this first part. There were people that went into the city and, and they successfully converted the city away from God. And that's very bad. The city has become completely a city of idol worship or, or Abu Dazarah, some other Abu Dazarah, and no longer serves Hashem. Wait. Now, now uh, we're, let's read it first. And then we will, uh, I'll give you the history of this halakha, okay? Pasuk 13. When it is heard in one of your cities, that Hashem, your God, gives you to dwell there, uh, saying, meaning you hear the following. People that are wayward people have gone out. And they've seduced the people of their city saying, Let us go and serve other gods that you do not know. Now you, as the onlooker, as an observer of this incident, You 
you will seek out, you will investigate, and you will question very, very well. And behold, it's true that the matter had occurred. This, this indeed did happen. That people that were wayward had gone to the city and they success, successfully seduced the city away from service of God. Now, this is a famous pasuk because it becomes the source for how much you have to question witnesses when they are brought to, to, to claim that somebody did something wrong. This pasuk says, and you shall seek out, and you shall investigate, and you shall question. And from here, we see that when the witness comes to say that somebody did Abu Dhabi, we have to kill him. You have to ask a thousand questions. You have to ask many, many, many questions from, from the witness to, to see if it's really... And if they find one thing, not even, not even that's disproof of the witness, but that, that's questionable about the witness, they throw him out. Which probably is why we never ended up putting anybody to death for these things. Because we weren't quick to mete out these punishments. But why is it important to have these, these laws if we didn't to, use to, them? To fear, to give because we learn from here the significance and the seriousness of the sin of Abu Dazara. And we also learn how tempting it is. Because if the Torah is telling us that it's possible for an entire city to, be count, to change, to change oh, and wow. to be drawn after Abu Dazara, it means that there's a very strong innate temptation to give in to these things, it's that it's very possible. It's very I, as a joke, I always say that the modern day Irani uh, Dachat, uh, which is the city that becomes Dazabadazara, is the university campus. It's true. I think I, 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 I say it as a joke, but it's almost not a joke. Those are, that's a place where the brainwash is just Actually, that's complete. You get to. You go to, not even that. You go to like a college town. Any, any one of those towns that a university is on, it's not just a campus, that entire town yeah. is. Every, you know, every single professor is a Sonei Israel. I don't know how they all, I don't know how it works out that way, that every single professor is 90% it's a, of these programs. It's, it's a movement. It's very strange. It's very strange. Okay, Pasuk 16. You shall surely strike that city by the edge of a sword. You shall destroy it and everything that's in it and all of the animals by the edge of a sword. Pasuk 17. And all of its uh, bounty or booty you shall gather in the middle of the city. And you shall burn in a fire the city and all of the plunder completely to Hashem your God and should be just a mound forever the city shall never be rebuilt what is the significance of burning everything that's in the city you you you, you eradicate everything why why do you eradicate because everything because you don't want anything that had to do with, with Abu Dazara you don't want to benefit from Abu Dazara one of the rules in Allah is that something things that were used for Abu Dazara or Asur Bihana'a. This is the way that the you're not allowed to, to go into you're not, the what does it mean? of Israel. Also, they have to eradicate everything. Right. What does it mean, Asur Bihana'a? It means you're not allowed to enjoy benefit from it. You can't even sell it. You can't even give it to your animal as food. Nothing. Like burn completely. Insurrection against the universities. So. Right. We have to burn down the universities and all of their Marxist books and everything. <laughs> no, we're going to get a... Delisted from Apple Podcasts if we, if we do this. Okay. Uh, Pasuk 18. 
and you should nothing of the spoils shall stick to your hand meaning you shall not take anything from the spoils by the way you said in Israel we were supposed to destroy all of the, the Abu Dazara this is even this is even more because, because when we went because to war we have to also yeah we know that when we went to war we could keep the war we were allowed to keep the spoils in Israel like the second war we already kept spoils but when it comes to the Irani Dachat burned to the ground completely and none of the things may be you may not take any of the spoils this applies to all Abu Dazara this pasuk is a, from the world not necessarily from your home or from yes yes what do you mean what do you mean yeah. I'm saying is that, is nobody that even other even either other people cannot uh, yeah yeah not, nothing 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 exactly the man Yeshua Harun Apostle God returns from his anger, so he's no longer angry. And he shall give you mercy. And he will have mercy on you and he will make you many. As he promised your forefathers. Meaning you do this to keep the ideology of Israel pure so that God's anger does not flare up against you. For when you listen to Hashem, your God, to keep his mitzvot that I'm commending you today, to do what is straight in the eyes of God. Does this still apply today as well? Or are we concerned yes. of it? No, I'm saying it's the eradication of Abu The Isura Na'av Abu applies. Of course it applies. The, the pro- prohibition from benefiting from Abu applies. Um, what about the eradication? Like, for example, the, the, the reason we're, one of the reasons, one of the reasons we're very concerned with wine that was touched by Goy, if it's uncooked, As is. To, to, to get close relation. It's because for two reasons. One was, to, there were two reasons for it. One was to stop us from interacting with them, so we don't drink wine at their parties. But the other reason is the concern that they would have used that wine as a libation to Abu Dazara and for that reason it becomes pro- pro- prohibited to benefit from that's two different reasons that's, that's touching drinking with goyim is a concern, is a concern and, and touching wine and benefiting from the wine that the goyim that a goy has touched is also a separate thing okay now I want to read for you this one note and then we'll, cl- we'll finish for the day very fascinating thing I just read this right now but I found it fascinating you shall completely destroy the city that they were that was the Ir Hanidachat. Again, Ir Nidach means something that was like seduced or something that was forced. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Nidach. No, I know, but I just don't know uh, I don't know the Shoresh of Nidachat. There's like a Dagesh in the Dalit, maybe there's another noon in the Shoresh, I'm not sure. Okay. So Pasuk eighteen. The punishment of idolaters must not be made a profitable occupation. We read that. Right? You can't profit from the punishment yes. of idolaters. Yes. This prohibition was disregarded by the medieval church. But read this. Both secular princes and the Inquisition confiscated the possession of heretics. Meaning when they, in the Inquisition, the church used to confiscate. Whenever they found someone who said, oh, you're a heretic against the church, they used to take their possessions. Heretic would have been like a Jew, no? Now, yeah, a Jew. Persecution became more frequent because of the plunder that accompanied it. 
He's saying what happened with the church is because the church was able to confiscate the possessions of those who did Abu Dazara or who did not Abu Dazara, who were against the church, it made it more common. Meaning maybe, what, I don't know if he's saying this, but maybe one of the reasons we can't touch anything from the city is because don't go overboard and start destroying every city where you find one thing wrong with it. You know what I mean? If, if, if we were allowed to take the plunder of these cities, then we may go around and try to destroy every city that one guy... We can gain from it. We can gain from it. Yeah, because we can't gain from it, it limits how much we do it. But now, listen to this part. It's, it's very interesting. These, these verses have a curious history, both in the synagogue and in the church. In the synagogue, it was maintained that this law was not to be carried out, even if only one mezuzah were found in the tainted city, as the destruction of the city would involve the cardinal sin of destroying the name of God. One of the things that the halakha says is that if the ear nidachat has one person with one mezuzah, you don't destroy the entire city. Look it up. Nidachat is like bodet. Alone. Bodet? Yeah, but what's the shorash? You have to look in uh, Sefer Shorashim of the Radak, Iran Yidachat. Okay, hold on, let's continue. Some rabbis declare, The Chachamim, the said, the Iran Yidachat never occurred and will never occur. So then why do we have it? The destruction of the city is to, is to teach us, was only added to the Torah for the sake of deepening the understanding of the vital necessity of resisting the temptation of idolatry. Okay? However, this view is not shared by the church. In these verses were embodied in canon law, and the ghastly records of medieval persecution show it was not construed as a mere warning against idolatry. In the year 1097, when the crusaders arrived in Macedon and learned that the inhabitants of the towns were quote-unquote heretics, they paused in their pilgrimage to the Holy Sepulchre, conquered the city, burnt it to the ground, and killed all inhabitants by the sword. <laughs> Meaning the Crusades, oh. according to what he's saying, also. they were using these psukim of the Irani Dachat and to, to do a lot of the savage behaviors that they were doing on their way to Israel. Wow. Very interesting. I'm, I'm confused. When it makes reference to the church and the Crusades and all that, who are the Jews who are the heretics? Uh, no, no. Crusades were Christians from Europe. They were going to Israel. That followed the, like, the Bible. That the Bible is one of their, their texts again. Okay, so they're also following So anybody the who left Irani the church, Dachat. they called them a heretic and they called them Irani Dachat. So he said in the, in the, the crusaders used to use these verses to, to savagely as an excuse. Like, uh, justify yeah. their... Yeah. Yeah. As an excuse. Okay, we're very late today. Baruch yes. Amen. Amen.